Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Scott Anderson, 97 on the ticket. Kang back today after a day off. Got Kenny on the phones. Evan's bouncing around helping out as well. All part of the Carson Anderson team. Thank you very much for everyone's contributions. You too, Gator. Thank you for your contribution. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Ready to uh, answer some football questions? Sure. Let's swing around the NFL. Ready to go? I am. Uh, I wasn't here yesterday, like you mentioned, but uh, so who went first yesterday? I did. Doug, you're first up today, then. I will receive. All right, here we go. The Broncos, as you guys know, uh, this offseason, they gave up quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, a 2022 first, second, and fifth round picks, a 2023 first, second, first and second round picks for Russell Wilson, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. The Seahawks are currently in battle to win their division. Geno Smith is one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year, and the Broncos are in last place in their division. Will this go down as the worst trade in NFL history? Oh, by the way, the Broncos locked up Russell Wilson for an insane amount of money for the next four or five years. It's going to be in the discussion. I also think you need to look at a couple of other recent trades. Like when the Rams traded Jared Goff to Detroit and he won multiple Super Bowls throwing to Jamison Williams. Wow. No, seriously. What about the Deshaun Watson trade? That one might be right up there when it's all said and done. They uh, they gave up a 2022 first, a 2023 first, a 2024 first, a 2023 third, and a 2024 fourth. Is that a lot? That is a lot. And they both got monster contracts. I think we got a great debate here. Which one's going to sink a franchise more? Denver trading for Russell Wilson or Cleveland trading for Deshaun Watson? But they will be, I think we'll debate this for years about which one was worse. I mean, it's a terrible trade, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. Right now, it looks like a terrible, terrible trade. Uh, I will go back and suggest the Ricky Williams trade that Mike Ditka made with New Orleans when New Orleans gave up their first, their third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and seventh round pick. It was their entire draft in 1999, along with a first and a third round pick in 2000 to the Redskins for that second overall pick, which would end up being Ricky Williams. The one they passed on by trading that, well, they the Redskins ended up taking Champ Bailey, ended up being a Hall of Famer. Ricky Williams, a, a nice career, yeah. right? But all these other picks, and then they had the, the first round pick the next year they gave up and ended up being LeVar Arrington, who ended up being a you know Pro Bowl player right. as well. Not a very good trade. I'm not sure if it's as bad as this one. I mean, it's hard to. This is a really bad trade right now for the uh, 
the Broncos. The Deshaun Watson one is is going to be interesting. I happen to think Deshaun Watson's an amazing talent, and he's still in the prime, whereas Russell Wilson is past his prime. So we'll watch them both. It's going to be fun. Right now, it looks like this might be the worst of all time, but that's just right now. We're not even through Russell Wilson's first season as a Denver Bronco. I I still have hope for Russell Wilson. I think they need to fire their head coach and get a guy who can use Russell correctly. I still think Russell's one of those elite quarterbacks in the league. So with that being said, I, the worst of all time, I'm going to go back 30 years. I think it's the Herschel Walker trade. Three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a sixth and a third for Herschel Walker. And then we all know what the Alice do with those picks. Won multiple Super Bowls. Gator, who should win coach of the year? It's obviously still early. Things have to happen, but I have a hard time not looking at Pete Carroll and saying he deserves it. They're six and five. They're just a game back in their division um, in the NFC West behind San Francisco. What he's done to resurrect the career of of the quarterback has been nothing short of fantastic. I mean, you, you go ahead and you look at the numbers that Geno Smith has put up, the completion percentage at 73%. He's got a quarterback rating of 107.9, which is, what, second only to the great Tua Tungavailoa. Um, the fact that they're doing this this season with a ton of rookies, I mean, from the draft class, this year, this year's draft class, they have starting offensive tackles, both tackles. They got Kenneth Walker. They have Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen, the cornerbacks, and they're both starting as well. They drafted Boye Mafe in the second round. He's getting a lot of play as, as a defensive lineman. These are all rookies, along with a long-forgotten starting quarterback. They traded away the franchise guy, and and they're playing great football. I, many of the same reasons I'm going with, the, with my guy that you've gone with your guy, and a lot of it is what do you have to work with? And when you find a way to win without a quarterback, I'm impressed. So Mike McDaniel in Miami, you are the coach of the year. Oh, my God. This guy, he doesn't stop. Really There's a reason why he is on the list, though. Yeah. Right? yeah, Tua's on the list I, for a reason. I, I, I just, but I do think he deserve. I think he's a worthy candidate. I think he's done a great job in Miami. I, I actually am going with Mike McDaniel as well, but you make a great, compelling case for Pete Carroll, and I wouldn't be upset if Pete Carroll won it either. He's deserving as well. But I chose Mike McDaniel because he was able to get what out of Tua, what I think everyone saw that you could get. That's the reason why he was drafted so high. You need a coach that believes in you and, and plays to your strengths and. Of course, they picked up Tyreek Hill, and that helped a lot. But Mike McDaniel, he went in there right away and said, I'm going to make Tua the best quarterback he possibly can be. And he actually went and did it. And so far, he could win NFL MVP as well. All right, guys, no one from the NFC South has a winning record. But someone has to win that division. Who's going to win it? And just throwing a part B to that, whoever wins it, do they deserve home field to host a playoff game? It would be a great rule if they put it in place and said you can't host a playoff game <laughs> if you don't have a 500, uh, better than 500 record. And Tampa right now leads it at 5-6. and six. They are totally the pick by default because I think these other three teams all suck. So it has to be Tampa, right? It has to be. But weird aside, if you looked at the AFC South, they've only got one team above 500. The NFC South and the AFC South both stink. They have seven teams under 500 out of the eight. The South won't rise again? No. Uh, it just means less. Yeah, it just <laughs> means less. It just doesn't mean as much as college. Um, I think it's Tampa Bay as well. It's I'm going to say it's more than by default, though. I think that they've got, they've got the best quarterback there. They've got the experience. 
They're a little banged up. They should get healthier as the season goes on. They're actually two and one in their division, um, which matters because they still have the three games in their division. It's a tough schedule outside of that, though. I mean, they have to play at San Francisco. If they have a home game against the Bengals and they're at the Cardinals as well, um, that's not an easy schedule. But I still think that they end up going eight and nine. <laughs> Under five hundred, they're gonna right? be under five hundred. I get it, man. Yeah. And, and absolutely not. They shouldn't. Ho- they should not be able to host a playoff game. No, I, I, I think that's. I, I agree with Doug. Come up with a rule right now. I, I, I agree with you guys. I, I think that yeah, you, you should not be able to be rewarded. Your reward is you make the playoffs. I don't think you eliminate that point, but to host a playoff game with an under five hundred record, it just, I, it bothers me. You have to go with the Bucks because the rest of the division is so bad. I really, really wanted to try to find a path for any of those other teams, right? And the closest I could come to was the Panthers. And maybe Sam Darnold is just coming off, you know, being injured all year. Is the guy, he, he meshes a lot better with DJ Moore than any other receiver and quarterback combo they've had all year. So that was my outside shot, but it's probably going to be the Bucks. All right, guys, speaking of that division, Tom Brady is a free agent at the end of the year. If the Bucs don't win the Super Bowl, there's a chance they might break this whole thing up. They have older players on their team. They're always you know, trying to win it now, of course. If you're Brady, would you think about going back to New England? And if you're New England, would you think about bringing Brady back? It's an interesting question. I mean, if Brady, if he's able to, I don't know what his contract status is. If he's can be voided after this year. So if he, if he can get out, if he, if he can get out, he should get out. But I don't think it's for New England. I think it's for San Francisco. If you're New England, would you want Brady back? No. Doug? I think I, I, let me just expand. I, th- I think that ship has sailed. I think at this point they've got a couple young quarterbacks they're working with. And uh I mean, as much as I'm sure Belichick would love to have another kick in the can with it, I just I don't think it makes sense. You've kind of jumped into what one of my predictions is for the future. I do think they'll be reuniting. With Tom Brady, it'll be with Giselle, not Bill Belichick. Yeah, I think he has a better chance of getting back with his wife than he does getting back with Bill Belichick. The other thing is, if you're Ooh, New inside England, story, yeah. The other thing, if you're New England, is Mac Jones. Like, you, you, what do you tell him? And I get that that might not be your concern, but you'd have to sign Brady to this like one year contract and let Mac Jones know you're still the man of the future. We're bringing him in to win now, but we're we're hoping he's going to work with you. It'd be it'd be a very tricky situation there in New England. If I was Brady, I'd probably look for a better scenario than New England, but I wouldn't rule it out. That that combo of him and Belichick, we all know what it's done and it just seems like they need each other sometimes. You know, I mean Brady of course won it without him, but together they their forces are so, are so powerful. But if I was New England, <laughs> I wouldn't move I wouldn't bring him back. You got to move on. You know, get the Mac Jones era. It's already started. Keep it going. All right, Deshaun Watson comes back this week. The Browns are four and seven. Is there any chance that he can lead them to a playoff berth? No. Next question. Uh, no, he, he, first of all, he hasn't thrown a pass since 2020. And by the way, I'll give you each $20. He threw passes yesterday. I saw him. Yeah. In a game. I'll give you each $20 if you can name who he last or completed a pass to. Amendola. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Brandon Cooks. Kiki QT. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, the AFC is too good. They're in the 13th spot right now. Top seven make it. Lions have the same record in the NFC, and they're in the 10th spot. 
There's just too the, the hill's too steep. They won't make the playoff. I am uh, very much looking forward to seeing Deshaun Watson play again because of his talent. Uh, I think he sat out enough. I think he's paid his price. But I don't think he's going to lead him to the playoffs this year. It's just too big of a hill to climb, as Doug pointed out. Um, you know, I, I think they can get a win right away because they're playing at Houston, which is interesting. His first game back is against his former team. But, uh, you know, then you've got the division to deal with. You're at the Bengals. You're home against the Ravens. That's no good. Uh, playing against uh, New Orleans and then foot commanders and Steelers. He's going to win a few games, but it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be nearly enough. They won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I was hoping Brissett would do a better job holding down the fort for, for the Browns, but then he has because, honestly, Deshaun Watson is a difference maker. But the time off, timing with the receivers I saw yesterday, they weren't even used to the zip on his passes. They were dropping passes in uh, practice. They were hitting him in the hands. So, yeah, it's going to be too much. But I think they will win a good amount of games, though, uh, but just not enough to make the playoffs. And there it is. That concludes our weekly Wide Night Omaha 4 down around the league blitz thingy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 